Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a wonderful Thursday. October 6th, the LA Galaxy getting ready for their final game of the regular season coming up on Sunday against the Houston Dynamo. We're excited to talk about that game tonight. Got some other little sprinklings of news like Luis Suarez, of course, and that rumor is back. I won't die. So what does that mean? I don't want to talk about it. A fourth designated player rumor is also out there right now. We're going to dive into that one a little bit. MLS playoff schedule. I have a little inside track on perhaps the game the LA Galaxy might be playing. I know there's a lot of mites and ifs and everything like that, but might be playing and when they might be playing when they make it to the playoffs. And we're going to share that with you as well. And one LA Galaxy player gets ready to make his 100th appearance. We're going to talk about that. All right. Whole bunch to get to as we get ready for the Houston Dynamo coming up on Sunday to help me do all that. He's back. It's Eric, the Portuguese hammer beer. Eric, how's it going, buddy? You doing good? I'm doing good. Say with me. One, two, three. Soo! Is is that no, it? That's all that's he says. It. That's it. That's, that's Cristiano. It. I I'm losing more and more respect for Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. every every time I hear about this. Yeah, that that was that was very fun to listen to uh, earlier this week. I'm just yelling at my my headphones and my speaker, uh, going absolutely insane. Having see you, see you, see you, Sue? sweet, sweet. Well, it, I mean, you know, but but I, but it yes. did it did prove one thing. Yes, and that is that you are a dedicated LA Galaxy steward. <laughs> Because that is what consumes your time. That is where you put your energy. Yeah. Because you cannot be bothered by the Cristiano Ronaldo goal celebration. So I actually respect the move. I don't, you know, I think that earned you more LA Galaxy cred than, than it took away. You, you were making fun of me. and you, you sent me a text and you were like, you were like, I'm screaming at the phone right now. Like I'm screaming at the radio. I'm screaming at this whole thing. And I'm like, let's all be honest. It plays way better than I had better. no idea what was yeah, going I, on than, than if I did. Right. It's the, plus, plus this is not me playing stupid let's be very clear i can play stupid without <laughs> having to try right but this is not i have no idea and nor do i would i even care for a second now should cristiano ronaldo become an la galaxy player i would learn all of that stuff very quickly and then you guys would think that i knew it all yeah. along right you're just you're just yeah. seeing my limited knowledge is expanse in a very very tight window right like yeah. i am i know everything about this much 
So it's deep. It's not wide. So <laughs> we'll move on from there. That is hundred uh, percent. LA Galaxy getting the one-one draw over Real Salt Lake. We got to talk about it. Kevin and I did on Monday's show. Um, interesting game. Uh, this was this was a game that can only be described as they should have won that game and they probably should have lost that game. I think that's probably fair. So the one-one draw probably is maybe a fair result. Maybe yeah. they got a, even a, a little bit lucky or maybe they got unlucky. I can make cases for, for all those. So uh, what did you see in the, in the one, one draw with real salt Lake? Once again, yes. Uh, all of those things. Uh, I thought they, they came out, play, they looked really good. They were creating chances. They were on the front foot. I thought they, you know, one of the things that we were saying on last week's show, we were really high on them. They were coming off a good performance and we we're like, something's got to give. Cause whenever we're feeling that good, there's the, always the other foot the drops because the galaxy doesn't like to perform well after a good performance. So that that's one of those things. Well, Hey, they're looking like they're going to start out good. And then to state just the super obvious thing, the Ricky Pooj miss of the penalty, that was the deflator. That was the turning point after he missed that penalty. You could tell they just looked nervous. The passes weren't connecting It just what they didn't have that same fluidity that they had in those previous games in the winning streak. And they just looked off and of course, Real Salt Lake capitalized on that uh, by taking the the lead in the first half. Uh, I thought in the second half you saw better things, but you also saw better things from RSL. So it was really right. back and forth. So to your point about it being a fair result, they could have lost that game very easily with a lot of the chances that RSL uh, had. But you know they were able to get another penalty call and getting. Uh, I think they, we'll talk about this with the preview. But the Galaxy is setting records for most penalty calls, and we don't we can't do us ourselves any favors. But Costa is someone that I want to talk about. Uh, he's not setting the world on fire, but this looks more like the player who we were expecting to see when he joined the team in February, you know, uh, and then he, he hasn't popped to the front of mind when we have those penalty conversations, but it really makes a lot of sense. If he's good from 25 yards out, why isn't he, why wouldn't he be good from 12 yards out with his experience and his chop power? So I think when we talk about penalty kick takers, he, he's got to shoot up towards the top of the list just with the the power that he brings and the experience. He's not going to be rattled. Uh, so so that's some, I was impressed with Costa once again, which is kind of the trend that we've been seeing probably in the last uh, four or five games with Costa. So I thought that was good. So I thought it was a fair result. They earned the point, but they didn't look impressive. It's not like they followed up a good performance with another great performance that for some reason they're, they're allergic to winning more than two games. They can't get that third win uh, to make it happen. And I think some of that, I thought the subs were a little bit off. I know Vanny acknowledged that as well. He did. Um, but, uh, you know, that's my main critique. It seems like some of these subs just seem to be the wrong decision. Dayon coming on in the 86th minute when you had Chicharito sitting on a yellow, potentially with a game to play that is going to be a value against Houston. Why not bring on Dayon earlier? Let him get into a rhythm. Let him find himself. Then Kleshin for Puj in the 90th. It just felt like maybe... Uh, you know, if Efrain Alvarez, I know he gets a lot of flack on, on this show, but he may have been a player who could bring more of a spark if you brought him in with Cabral, with Dejan Jovalich and Cabral. Uh, you know, we we're, rinse and repeat the same thing. He gets himself in the in the in the space. He gives himself the opportunities, and then he bungles it. So it's one of those things. Which is it? You know, it's you you bring him on, and he's creating more dangerous chances, like you said, than Grinser, but then he's making much worse attempts at goal than anyone else on the team can possibly imagine. So it's just one of those things, but maybe with Efrain, with Dayon, with, with Cabral, that might be your unit that you want to bring on when you need that extra spark, you need that extra goal. And I just thought that the Vanny was a little too late, one, too late to bring him on, and then two, didn't put the right personnel on the field to close out the game, and it almost cost him at the end. Jonathan Bond just coming up with that huge, huge save at the very end to kind of keep, basically secure the playoffs uh, moving forward. So again, not 
thrilled with the result. I thought they could have done better. They could have really put themselves in a great position with just – it was a wacky MLS day. There's weeks like this where MLS just goes bonkers. Right. And this was one of those weeks, and it could have been the Galaxy's chance, but it went bonkers, and it went bonkers against the Galaxy's way as well. So uh, it's opportunity lost, but at the end of the day, you secured a playoff spot, you know, objective met, and for that you got to be thrilled. Again, we talked about getting into the playoffs should make Galaxy fans happy. And, and I, I am happy. We're, we're back in the playoffs. We can talk about what the scenarios are, who we're going to match up against, what's the pathway. And it's just it's a lot better when you're having that conversation as opposed to do we have a chance or what, where is it going to go wrong? It's it's It makes you feel a lot more at ease, even though it wasn't necessarily a convincing performance, which if they can't put two, three convincing performances in a row, this shaky performance, maybe that's a good sign going into Houston. Yeah, I think somebody said, and maybe it was in our Discord or, or somewhere else, but it was basically saying, you know, the the good teams figure out a way to take bad performances and make them draws or, you know, eke out results whenever that happens. And I thought that that was actually one of the one of the more poor performances we've seen out of the LA Galaxy over the 10 games. Uh, you know, the Galaxy have lost one game in their last 10, right? That one game was Vancouver, the three nothing, right? That whole yeah. thing. So and that was a horrible game, right? But outside of that. Uh, Vanny talked about it today. I was able to go to training a little bit today. Uh, Vanny was able to talk about that today, and he was saying, you know, outside of that, there are definitely some cases in there where we should have won some games that we ended up drawing, right? He goes, but, you know, maybe this, maybe the RSL game was was one where, you know, we, we eked out, yeah, 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 we eked out a point, right? The whole deal. I have, I have two things, and I don't think I did a good job explaining myself because I got, I hear, I get flack from people. It's like, I, I'm, I'm not trying to defend Kevin Cabral. I just, I, I find it, um, so interesting that the chances don't come until he gets on the field. I mean, yeah. literally Who else is finding themselves right. on a breakaway on goal. Chicharito isn't finding no. himself. No, he's not. He's there's, he's the only player who gets those chances. It yeah. drives me crazy because then you see him, you're like Grant Sir was out there that whole game. And like I said, I thought Grant Sir was MIA for most of that game against RSL. And then Cabral comes on and all of a sudden has two breakaway chances on goal. It's like, how does that happen? Um, and so I think it, it drives home the fact the LA Galaxy need a speed winger that really can open things up because we see it in the transition game right now. They're going to come up against a Houston team hammer that loves transition, right? Yeah. And well, they, that smoked look, the Galaxy three nothing last time they played them, right? I was going to say, no, look no further than the last game that they played them. Yeah. And, and so all about transitional whole deal. But in the fact that Houston likes to transition the way that they do, there is space available for the LA Galaxy to exploit. And so the Galaxy don't have players. Douglas Costa can't run in and exploit space. Chicharito can't run in and exploit space, right? That doesn't happen. Uh, Grand Sear should be able to. He doesn't. Um, and so there's all these things. So for me, if we're talking about anything that's sort of going on, I still think the Galaxy need a winger. And I think that if I see that, I'm pretty sure Greg Vanny sees it, right? And if Greg Vanny sees it, I'm pretty sure the front office sees it. And then that leads to all of these these rumors that are sort of coming up. That was one is the Kevin Cabral is that I'm I'm amazed that how many chances happen as soon as he comes on the field. Yeah. Uh, number two is Douglas Costa and and his future. And I think that anybody who's sitting here saying that, that the Galaxy have made a decision or will make a decision quickly on Douglas Costa and his future... Um, I think you're 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 sadly mistaken, right? And so I've saw seen the rumors. Oh, he's going. Oh, he's staying. You know, I would say that without his sort of turnaround in the last maybe six or seven games, that you would absolutely think that the Galaxy couldn't afford to keep him, right? The whole deal. What you're seeing, and yes, it's a very small sample size, but what you're seeing is a guy who's integrating into a system that works actually pretty well for the LA Galaxy. And I'm not sure you want to get rid of him. I know he's a designated player. Uh, I get that. If there's a designated player who's absolutely not capable of of meeting their 
their uh, their salary and everything else that is sort of going on, right? Then I would say it's Kevin Cabral. And so if you're really looking at the galaxy and their ability to move or, or shift or do stuff, you have to look at the weakest link. And the weakest link is the galaxy need wingers and they have a winger and a designated player with Kevin who can't score goals, who can't do stuff to stay productive, who can't have assists, even though he's put in consistent and constant places. I know that the I know that Greg Vanny uh, likes the kid. I know everybody likes the kid. They all everybody gets along with Kevin Cabral. Like I know everybody thinks that everybody hates Kevin. That's not the case at all. It, it doesn't have. It, you would like it to be that way because it would make you feel better as a fan. You're sort of like, oh, they all hate him. It's like Giovanni dos Santos and Jonathan dos Santos were widely loved in the locker room. It doesn't mean that they were the great greatest of players, right? Um, by the way, in Living Color Abroad gave us a two dollar super chat and says Cabral is worse than Ima Boateng. I'd agree with that. I, I mean, I don't even think that's an argument. But but again, Ima, Ima, did he find himself in those same situations that Cabral found himself in? I don't I don't think so. I think Ima made things happen, and he had that speed, and but he needed to be subbed off early. Um, I and but he had his moments where he shined, and Cabral hasn't had those moments where he said, "This is the Kevin Cabral game." You know, the speaking of RSL, the game where Ima Boateng basically owns RSL, he had those feathers in his cap, and Cabral doesn't have that. So that's. That's a fair assessment yeah. uh, in, in that regard. But the, going back to uh, a little bit to what you were saying about Houston, we'll talk about that more in the preview. Something that the Galaxy have struggled in is those teams that like to transition. But also over this 10-game stretch, the teams that play in the low block, the Galaxy have done better as far as creating chances and breaking that down a little bit better. Maybe not, you know, you're not seeing it in a goal explosion, but they look more comfortable when a team is on the low block than they did earlier in the season. And I think that's, Obviously, uh, with the additions of, of Pooj and Brugman, yeah. that that makes a, that makes a huge difference when you're playing a team who's going to be looking to transition and sitting in the low block. Yeah, I, I would like to point out, being you mentioned Pooj and Brugman, and and uh, Kevin and I talked about our Player of the Year and Defender of the Year voting and all the stuff that sort of went around. Um, already been submitted. Uh, I was talking to Kevin Acevedo at LA Galaxy PR. Uh, he knows the winner. Um, he wouldn't tell me. I was like, I was like, I won't tell everybody. Yes, I will. Well, um, we know the winner too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean it. I would expect it to go a certain way. Um, I don't know who defender of the year is going to be. I think there was a lot of different people. Um, Damian Calhoun told me that he voted for uh, Mark Delgado as defender of the year. And I get it. It's not, it's not something, it's not like whenever Scott French votes for somebody who I've never heard of that he's like, this guy (laughs) definitely does. I'm like, is that guy even on the team? Where did did you see him? He's on G2. It doesn't count. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But it kind of reminds me of, I heard the conversation and, and I was with you on Koulibaly. I think he's been the most consistent. There's not the high highs and there's not the low lows, but it's just been he's put in a really solid shift this season. And I think he's maybe hasn't been recognized as much. And right. I think that's that's kind of a good thing. You know, when your center back is just able to go out there and not have a spotlight put on him because of mistakes, I think that's a solid defender. But I think we might also be overthinking it because I know last year when we were talking about who's the team MVP, I was kind of like, well, Julian Araujo is really kind of the heartbeat of this team. But the, the real answer was Chicharito. No, that was and the he, wrong answer. Julian Araujo, <laughs> because he was a defender, didn't get the real play. I, I will yeah. stand by that. will be a hill I will die on. People but, did but, not do the, the, the right thing there. And the point that I think I'm trying to make is that Julian Araujo probably should be defender of the year this year. I think there's been some swings, but he also has the assists. He's really looked so – when he looks good, he looks good. He's had those games where he looked bad, but – if you measure with the highest highs, he's the best 
defender that they have on the LA Galaxy. And I think with the production that he's put on the field and the minutes that he's put in, right. I think Julian Araujo probably should be defender of the year. That he would get my vote. But I understand Delgado getting some votes. I understand Brugman getting votes. I understand people wanting Bond yeah. to get that recognition. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think, but I, I think Julian. We might be overthinking it. Julian is should probably be the guy. And we'll see. We'll see. We talked to Julian today. It, it was fun. Like, I, I'm never surprised by any of these things anymore. Um, you know, certainly not not in, in most, uh, most of these voting uh, ways. Um, by the way, uh, $2 super chat from what the because um, uh, because there's torture out there and people want to put me through it, which is fine. That's fine. I like I said, I'm for sale. Uh, if, if it makes it sound like, you know, uh, a Duolingo, um, you know, something or what's, what's one of the babble or, uh, yeah, it's like babble karaoke. Yeah. yeah Google yeah. translate karaoke. Yeah. Is what's that's that's right sort now. of what I'm doing. What they give me a $2 super chat says, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Golasso. <laughs> Go, Pretty good. good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's good. And then I believe it's, it's Casaras. Right. Caseras. I believe well, I've, I've heard both. I've heard Caseras and I've heard Caseras. Caseras. So I mean, I think but I said Caseras at the beginning. If you commit and you really like hit a little bit of the accent. And right. Say it quickly. Caseras. And then you just jump out of the way. I think I think you're safe. And then, OK, so I just want <laughs> clarification on Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo's thing one more time. It's everybody pronounces it. S.I.U. is how you say it. But that's not how you pronounce it. Because it's, it's, like, it's like a guttural scream. Like a whoo. So, but there's but, no I in there. It, and it doesn't matter what language you're speaking. There's no I in there. So I would, I, I have a bone to pick with everybody who's like, okay. who's so Sue. Okay. That's fine. But there's no I. So stop spelling it with an I. I'm just, I would just like to point that out. Um, $5 super chat from Max. Uh, Max says, what happened to Adam Saldana? Uh, also love the show. Appreciate you guys. Sue Ronaldo, <laughs> 2020, uh, $5 super chat for that. Uh, Adam Saldana is around. Um, he had, what was it? An ankle injury? I believe that he suffered. Um, I don't know if he's fully healthy, if he's back. I remember we saw him for like he was like a split second towards the end of the season here uh, real quick. But I think that was about it. Yeah, he, he was in training. I think they were happy to have him back. I, he may have even played a game, had some minutes uh, either in the, the Chivas game at SoFi or he got some other minutes as well. But I think he just hasn't been an integral member of the team. So he's just not in the mix next year. With it. But I, it's, I believe he's with the team. I believe he's healthy. It's yeah. just, he's not in the mix right now because the galaxy have their starters. They have their subs. He just, I, I liked what I saw from him last season. He really yeah. showed a lot of promise and it was an unfortunate with the injury, but he just seems to be out of the mix, out of favor, which it, it happens. Yeah. I, I think I'm looking forward to, you know, him getting back in the mix. Cause I really liked what I saw from him, but, uh, uh someone like, um, Daniel Aguirre has kind of filled that spot Ooh, this season yeah. where, you know, he's looked good and, you know, someone you want to bring on and he might be that youngster who you bring in, although he's not, he's not super young. No, but he feels, <laughs> but he feels, age, but he looks, he's like, kind he of taking that. that spot. I, I am, I, I always hesitate. I think that a lot of people, a lot of fans get in this zone of, I want to see the backup quarterback play. I want to yeah. see the backup quarterback. And like, there's a lot of times there's a reason that Jonathan Klinsman isn't starting games, right? Like there's a reason that this stuff happens. And there's a reason that Daniel Aguirre is not playing. There's a reason, by the way, that Douglas Costa went from being benched against the, against the SKC game to starting. And it was because Greg Vanny saw something in training that said, I need to start this guy. He gets it now. And He's been right. Okay. So again, I have to trust. I don't even get to watch training whenever I go out to training. Okay. I would be very clear. And I know none of the fans get to watch training. So spare me whenever I don't believe you that, oh, well, this guy has to play. No, he doesn't because I don't see how he's training. I don't know how that's going. So I will trust people. Having said that, I want to see Daniel Aguirre play more. Uh, I <laughs> yeah, really well, do. 
Well, it's kind of how Julian Araujo got his his shine when he came in for a few moments. The fans like, who's this kid? We like this kid. Let's get him back out there. And he had this push behind him, and he's been a success story from that. So I think everyone kind of takes – it's kind of being the hipster, finding the band at the indie venue that no one knows about. And you take some pride in saying, hey, I, I knew this guy before he was cool. And that's kind of that's kind of what it is with getting these youngsters in there and go, wanting to see them succeed. Go watch G2, all right, if you want to pull that off. And by the way, that actually – whenever I was covering a lot of G2, I knew Dan Steris before he came up. I knew Dave Romney before he came up. I knew a bunch of the guys before they came up. Then they came up, and they were like, hey, I know you already. It does work. Um, yeah. it's absolutely a, a tried and true way of, of getting like fan favorites. How uh, you get is, in there. Is, yeah. yeah is, is, is going to the G2 games. I was going to say Preston, Preston Judd's going to have a lot of, a lot of tickets to provide all, all, all his f- legions of, f- of favorites who are, who are clamoring for him on the first team. So yeah, good times. Uh, very, very good. A $20 super chat from Kyle. Kyle, thank you very much. Uh, Josh, thanks. Big for, shout out to Kyle. Yeah, yeah. He says, Josh, thanks for all the hard work. Glad we get at least one more week of pocket. Kyle, don't act like I don't do podcasts in the <laughs> off season. I may take a little break. But like, I won't just like cut you off cold turkey. We do podcasts all the way through like Christmas and everything. It's the off season. We get to talk about things. We get to make stuff up because we have nothing to talk about. I was gonna say, I would I would argue that the off season is actually more fun than the regular season because you know nothing. We can just speculate. You can imagine. You can make stuff up. And and it's not like well, you you don't have a game to look back at and say this is what happened in X game. This is what we're preparing for. Right. It's just free reign. We could say whatever we want. And yeah, so the, the off season is actually is when when we really heat up. That's I know we we get a lot more listeners around playoff time. You know when these galaxy are on a winning streak or on a slump. But when you got to listen. It's in the off season. That's where the magic happens. Can I tell you what how 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 like listens swell? So if the galaxy are really bad, listens swell. And if the galaxy are good, the listens like people pay more attention, they watch more stuff, right? When they're mediocre, that's when it hurts. Like when if they're <laughs> meh and you're like, oh, I don't know what to feel about this team. Like I said, I told Kevin there are only two acceptable uh, emotions on podcasting, and that is like you know ecstatic or happy and angry, right? Those are yeah. the only ones. Like you Fair. can't be sad or oh I'm so sad. You know that doesn't work on podcasting and. I I feel like that when the galaxy are playing in that I'm like sad or I'm meh, like there's no yeah. that people don't pay attention to podcasts. They don't care. It's like, I'm just going to go do something else. And something. Yeah, but not, when they suck, you're like, I need to vent. You know, that's how uh, yeah, that, that's I want to hear someone rip into him and lean into it. Yeah, absolutely. That's the other side of the coin. Uh, Five dollar super chat from uh, Raphael says, how legendary would this team be if they win five more games and win MLS Cup when they can't win three in a row? <laughs> I mean, that's why I don't. <laughs> I'm not holding out hope. I, getting into the playoffs, winning a game, you know, maybe knocking out a rival. That that might be that might be the benchmark as far as we can go. Because again, we haven't seen them win three in a row. So winning five in a row, that's that is a tall order for this LA Galaxy team. As we look at the points, and we've been paying attention, the LA Galaxy one point off of our target at 48. I would like to point out that 48 was not the correct number this year. Right. And 47 was kind of the correct number, but you may see teams that have less than that still make it. Right. So, I mean, we're sort of in that galaxy and a reminder to everybody. Galaxy can finish as high as third and as low as seventh in the playoffs. So I know everybody's feeling good about this four spot right now. Uh, The only way to guarantee that you keep that four spot is by winning uh, uh, against Houston. And if you do that, you guarantee yourself a home playoff game. Now, should Dallas lose that game uh, that they're playing in, then Galaxy could jump up to third. They'd be tied with them. They'd win on a tiebreaker, which is wins. um, And then the Galaxy would have third. Again, guaranteeing themselves a home playoff game. So the only way for the Galaxy to absolutely 100% guarantee that they get a home playoff game is to win on Sunday. 
That doesn't mean there aren't scenarios where the Galaxy draw and they don't still get a home playoff game. It's just a lot of stuff has to happen, yeah. and you don't want to go into that. <laughs> I um, have all those. I wrote you, all those down. Did you, yeah. did you really write? Go ahead. If you want to talk about them, go all ahead. Right. I mean, so remember, this is decision day. Right. Things usually don't go right for the Galaxy on decision day. So if you're hoping for that third place spot, you know, you know, go seek help. Uh, you know, there's some great you know websites where you can go and seek help. But but here's the scenarios that I've worked out. So uh, scoreboard watch, and I know people people hate when you do this. Just win and get in there. But given the scenarios, these are the possibilities. F- scoreboard watch number one: FC Dallas versus SKC. If FC Dallas loss opens the door for third place if the Galaxy win. So if the Galaxy win and FC Dallas lose, there is a possibility for a third place home game. Right. Second scenario. Nashville at LAFC. Right. The result needs to be in line with the LA Galaxy for them to possibly to secure fourth. You said it. If they win, the LA Galaxy win, they get fourth no matter what because Nashville, they're ahead of Nashville already and they're tied on points. If the Galaxy draw, then they need Nashville to draw to keep it even. If the Galaxy lose, then they need Nashville to lose to potentially get a fourth place game. So it all needs to stay in line. Uh, the next one, and then th- that's a scary one as well, because who you're rooting for is really LAFC, which they just won the Shield. I don't know how motivated they're going to be right. uh, to win at home. So that's one of those things you got to keep an eye on. The next one is Portland at RSL. If Portland wins and the LA Galaxy tie or lose, then they can leapfrog the LA Galaxy. So a Portland draw would leave them below the LA Galaxy. So you're hoping for an RSL draw or Portland to lose on that one, that RSL's feisty and they just want to play for pride and that you know Portland has all the bad juju on right now. That's kind of what you're, you're hoping for. But if Portland win and the Galaxy don't win, then they can leapfrog the Galaxy. Last one that you want to look at is Minnesota versus Vancouver. A Minnesota win can leapfrog the LA Galaxy if they tie or lose. So if the LA Galaxy tie and Minnesota win, then they're tied on points and Minnesota has 14 wins, so they're going to end up uh, above them. But uh, if Vancouver wins or draws, then that keeps Vancouver and Minnesota below the LA Galaxy. Vancouver can't catch them, and then uh, Minnesota would need to win, and they need the Galaxy not to win. So those are all of the possible scenarios that I've worked out. I know the previous pod, I didn't have them getting a draw was was going to be good enough to secure the playoff spot, but that, that was incorrect. But according to my math, if you trust that, those are the, the four games that you have to watch that are going to be of consequence to the LA Galaxy. Uh, I'm I'm looking at just sort of the the record of the last time the LA Galaxy actually won their last away game, right? So that's how I sort of tracked it. I had your last home game, which we call Fan Appreciation Day, and the last away game, um, you know, is is one of those things we look at whenever we're looking for uh, perhaps something that uh, that is you know that that last day uh, game. But sometimes these games happen like two or three games before the end of the season, right? But the last time the LA Galaxy won their final away game was in 2018. All right. Uh, After that, 2019, they lost, which they were still in the playoffs that year. Um, In 2020, they lost. And in 2021, they drew. So this year uh, will be a little bit different. We'll see how uh, how that goes. Again, the Galaxy don't need it to get into the playoffs, but they do need it to try and find that home playoff game. And and if you if you were not paying attention, if you haven't been paying attention, you've been living under a rock. The last time the L.A. Galaxy played a home game for a playoff was in 2016. Uh, do you remember what team that they played in 2016? 
I want to say RSL. Is it that is correct. Yeah, I, and I think it, the that was fi- an Ema Boateng game. I it, think. Yeah, was that a three-one game or a three-zero game? I forgot. I looked it up earlier today. Just they won the game. Obviously, I think it was three-one. Um, but that was at home, the LA Galaxy against RSL, um, and they took that out. That was in 2016. Um, Is that the Lendon Donovan out of retirement season? Yes. Is that the season? Yes. Yes, I Good believe times. so. Yeah, because Bruce, I think it was the last one. Yeah. So 2016, what happened after that? The LA Galaxy then had another home game. Who was that home game against? Against Colorado. That's right. And they won that game one to nothing. Then they went to Colorado and they lost the game one nothing. And they went to penalty kicks and they lost on penalty kicks. So that was your 2016 times. Uh, time. So by the way, big shout out to Herb. Forty dollars super is. chat. We we I knew I knew Herb would be around eventually. <laughs> uh, let's see. He says, "Hey Josh, this portion of the podcast brought to you by Herb, a lifelong supporter of COG since 2017. I like it. Lifelong, good, very good. Shout out to Hammer and thanks for learning us about the uh, the Figo affair on on Netflix. Hammer, that was you. It was good. It yeah. was a, that's a it was a good doc. Yeah, interesting doc. That's uh, a very very good. Herb, we, as always, we appreciate you, sir. Thank you so much. I would like to point out, I'm not going to say names or anything like that, but I did get an email after Monday night's podcast and a list listener offered to pay me uh to to go on the flight to travel with the LA Galaxy if should they should they go on a away uh playoff game they offered to so pay for my ticket um, to pay for you to go or yeah, for them pay, to go no, with you th- no paid for me to go right wow. and and then they were like obviously you'll have to go with me and my wife and then i was like wait a minute is this one of those <laughs> are do you I need a pineapple I was, with you? is there what's, an upside down here? pineapple around here <laughs> sir Sir, I need your hands uh, above your waist, please, sir. Uh, anyway, no, time. no, Big no. Shout out to Herb. Appreciate, appreciate yeah, Herb. Thank you, and and for this fan who who I'm not going to name. They were absolutely above board and very nice. I I politely declined because if I do go, I can I can afford to to go by myself. I certainly appreciate that. So hopefully that money is well spent some other place. Also, I'm not saying I didn't tell the LA Galaxy they should charter us with with the plane, but perhaps I said they should charter us with the plane today because I was Let's like, hey. You got a plane. You you got empty seats on the plane. Just you, I there's I just need one. I just need one uh, seat. You're, you know? you're trying to weasel your way into it. It's very I, old school. It's yeah. kind of how they used to do it back in the day. But imagine traveling back with a team after a playoff win. Oh man, to be on that plane. Well, I mean, it's not those, like those it's crazy Frenchmen on there. The crazy Frenchmen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I wouldn't get to do. I mean, you have to like sit there and you know, it's a weird. It's a weird. It's not like players want to come back and like sit with you and talk to you. The yeah. last thing they want to do. You get to watch. Yeah. yeah. You get a front row seat. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, somebody says, I just learned about this pineapple thing a couple days ago. Welcome to that world. Yeah. Welcome to that world. Um, we're not here to judge by the way. No, just, no. You know, everybody do your own thing. It's yeah. fine. Um, consulting adults, all that fun stuff. Uh, if the postseason started today, the LA galaxy in fourth place would play the fifth place Nashville side. Um, and they would host Nashville, which is fun because literally I can see this like flipping around where Nashville could pick up fourth and the galaxy could end up like in fifth. Yeah. Right. And they, I would, think that's the most likely the galaxy might play Nashville regardless of where, where they play the game. I, I think, but I think that's probably the most likely scenario is four or five. And then they end up playing Nashville, whether it's at home or away. And I've kind of, I'm going the other direction here because the galaxy at home record this season is not great. Uh, right. and so you think, well, maybe they're better off going on the road, but I'm, I've talked myself out of it. Correct. The play playoff atmosphere is different. Yes. It's not a regular, it's not a Wednesday home game where you're, you're going to be having a tough time getting people in the drone. No playoff game. is going to sell out. You're going to get the diehards in there. You're going to get the crowd support. It's going to be a rocking atmosphere. So you want that home game. I, I I've, I've talked myself out of, well, maybe they go on the road because that's just, they've played better on the road this season. I've thrown that out. You want the home game because you want, you want the atmosphere at home. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think Greg Vanny agrees, too. 
Um, you know, I sort of asked how big this game was uh, whenever you whenever you're really trying to put it into perspective. How big is this game on Sunday? I tend to, b- to believe this is technically now that you've made it past RSL, now that you've clinched the um, the, the, the playoffs. Um, I'm going to say this game is almost bigger than the RSL game. Just the fact that you can do so much to to really advance yourself. One is a lot of it is optics. Right. The Galaxy finishing on 50 points is technically only what two points better than they finished last year, but they can finish as high as third or fourth in the Western Conference. And if you're smart enough to realize they put Nashville in, who's a playoff team, who you knew was a playoff team coming in, you knew it was going to be more difficult this year. So when you put all that together, you're looking at a team that's probably maybe like six or seven or eight points better, really, than what they were last year. Um, and that's progress. And so you get that. Now, if you finish seventh, you're going to diminish some of that, even though you're you're sort of, you know, you're yeah. simple. if you finish with less points than you had last year, how can we all sit here and say, oh, it's well, you, it's a better yeah, season. But it is. But it is. No, it, it, <laughs> it will is because be. we have eyes. Yes. It is from the eye test. We saw a better team. We saw a better this team. year than we did last year. And you're in the playoffs with a more difficult you know, Western conference this year, you did things that you were supposed to do in order to progress. So it's still progress, but it doesn't feel the same, right? If, if I can tell you the LA galaxy are a top three team in the Western conference, if I can tell you the LA galaxy are a top 10 team in major league soccer, which they are right now sitting in ninth place, right? I had that as part of my stats. Yeah. Right. So you sit there and say this stuff, then in the optics world, that makes you feel better. I'm not saying that any of that matters overall because we've seen this team be better. Right. Um, so it's just it's one of those things that this really does advance your cause. And for Greg Vanny, it advances your cause for all of these guys who are there. It advances the cause. Mark Delgado said uh, something today when we were talking to him. By the way, Mark Delgado is like the most chill, like just, yeah, OK. You know, he's just like, I'm like, do you ever get ang- Do you get angry? Who do you, who do you throw? Th- do you throw things? Do you have to like throw axes against a wall? Do you beat a pillow? Like, like, what do you I was do? Say, sometimes, sometimes those are the scariest dudes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and the fuse is long, but when it goes off, it's bad news. Like, and Mark, please all due respect. You're like a little tiny dude. I feel like I'm like, oh, I can take Mark Delgado. I know I can't. Right. But you no. don't want to, you don't want to see Mark Delgado walking at you in a dark alley. Like that's, you don't. <laughs> but he said something. He was sort of like this. He goes, I know there's some guys who haven't been to the playoffs. And, um, but for me, this is normal and this is how it's supposed to be. Right. And so it was one of those, you're like, yeah, Mark, this dude, this dude gets, gets it, it, right. He gets <laughs> yeah. it like the whole deal. And he's like, and, and we want that home game, right? Like that's, that's what, that's what we've had a lot of success in Toronto doing it that way. You know, the whole deal, uh, Vanny was lamenting the loss of the two legged playoff system, right? He goes, I really, he goes, I really think that's a fair test of who the best team is, yeah. where you go home and away and you do all this. He goes, this is. This is tournament play. He goes, this isn't league play. This is tournament play. I also asked him what he thought about the one seed dropping into the 5-4 bucket uh, or the 4-5 bucket right after all this. And he was like, yeah, he goes, like, you would expect the one would want to play the lowest seed. And yeah, like, that's, that's not, not a ha- really a reward. Yeah. No. I, I, there's something about whatever. Yeah. Reseeding in the second round seems like the most logical thing. But, you know, it's MLS. Though you can count on them not to figure out how things are going to work best. Greg, Greg basically said, he goes, I'm not sure it really matters whenever you get into like single elimination tournament style of there, yeah, like either you're going to win the game yeah. or you're not going <laughs> to win the game. Right. It's, it sort of goes into that. Um, so anyway, so you get into, into these like different situations, uh, for how the guys, so you want to win this game. You, you need to win this game. And not only that, but it really does sort of solidify the fact that you're capable of winning games and against a team like Houston, that's been eliminated. Like it, it, sh- you should beat them. Yeah, well, they should have beat them earlier in the year also. That's that's the part that's scary. And so you're right about which game means more. This game means more, and it's just from the simple, we're, we've run out of runway. 
you know exactly what you need to get the home game. You know exactly what you need. So you know what the expectation is. With two games left, you you know, you could be a win, could be a draw. It's not really necessary. There's other league, you know, other results around the league. And while you're still waiting on that because you can finish in between anywhere in between third and seventh, but you know that you can cement a, a home playoff game with a win. So I agree that this game is going to hold more weight. And if the Galaxy, when their backs are against the wall, maybe they perform a little bit better. So maybe you're going to see that response out, out of them. But something that I wanted to highlight, I don't know if I saw it on the chat last week or if I uh, saw it on Twitter, but we always talk about these must-win games or it's can't-lose games. The LA Galaxy, over 34 games, will have never played a must-win game until we get to the playoffs. This is not a must win. So we can say it's more important, but they don't have to win. They can, you know, maybe you're better off going, dropping to the seventh and going away at Austin. Who's scared of you. And then, you know, avoiding, uh, you know, the, the big scary guy across the street until the Western conference final. Cause that might even taste a little bit sweeter to knock him out there. So uh, again, maybe that's not a terrible thing. So it's not really a must win. <laughs> and uh, that's the one of the things because the galaxy had a lot of must wins this season, according to some people, and they were out of the playoffs and they, the, the team was a lost cause, but 34 games and not a single one of those games was a must win. I, I think my favorite one was the Vancouver one that that was the absolute, they have to win away at Vancouver and they lost three to nothing. And that was a low point, but yeah, it was, I, I wasn't feeling good, but no. And, and, yeah. and you shouldn't have. And I, I listen, I'm not saying that after any loss, you would feel good like about it. Like maybe at the beginning of the year, you can sort of shrug it off and say, you know what? That's okay. You, I felt like they played well, you know, it's okay. And as it gets towards the center, it's like, no, you need those points. I mean, look at Columbus. Uh, the late collapse of the Columbus crew is now cemented. And remember, this is Caleb Porter. Um, this is a guy who was almost an LA Galaxy head coach, right? I mean, you know, side the, the yeah, courtside seats say, yeah. at, at the, <laughs> the Lakers Lake, game. Mr. Lakers himself, yeah. Showtime, Caleb Caleb Porter. And and they did really did they win an MLS Cup or they went to an MLS Cup whenever they, he first they won, didn't they? They won, yeah. yeah. Giassi Zardes is uh, Columbus crew has an MLS cup title, even right. though he's not with the Columbus crew anymore. And, but that was like Caleb Porter coming in and already dealing with players that were sort of there. And so like you look at this and you had uh, Baz Pachenko who's there as the GM, right? The whole deal. Well, this year that Columbus crew team has given up so many late goals and they did it again over the weekend where it was, uh, you know, two to was, one and they were going to win and they were on the road and they ended up giving up like an 87th minute goal. I believe that, that ended up making it a two, two draw. Yeah, and I think that was a midweek game. It was one of those makeup games there, that they There were two of them, though. Two and of them. It was yeah. I, I was watching a little bit because that was a Charlotte elimination game, and so they <laughs> they tied the game, and then they almost came back and won it at the very end as well. So Charlotte almost uh, you know made them feel real foolish. So yeah, Columbus is kind of one of those teams that if if <laughs> if if Columbus has those struggles, you know, and they're on the other side, then the Galaxy are kind of in that similar situation where. They have this thing that has haunted them all year long, not being able to put a bunch of those wins together, you know, you know, losing against the, te- the competition that seems to be not as good as the, the talent on the Galaxy field is. So, again, these things, these seasons have themes and it seems like, uh, you know, Columbus Crew has their theme and LA Galaxy, unfortunately, has some of that theme uh, with them following them around as well. Um here, let's uh, let's talk about Julian Araujo a little bit. He came and talked to us. You won't see the video out there. He actually came and talked to us on the side. Uh, it was myself, Damian, uh, Damian Calhoun, and Nikki Kay. 
Um, and Eduardo from the LA Times as well was there. So we had um, a, a good little four, four person group there that was fairly knowledgeable to everything. So uh, Julian came over talking. He's got the pink, like the light pink hair, which I'm really digging. It's not like a hot pink hair. It's light pink, right? And I asked him what was up with that. He goes, breast cancer awareness month. He goes, it's something I wanted to do. The whole ah, And by the way, I'm like, I always like being stupid about this stuff. Like, like, like what's up with the pink hair? And he's like, oh, breast cancer awareness. I'm like, yeah, well, duh, of course it is, you know? And, yeah. and also I, I appreciate that, that shot because it is kind of a fashionable, it's a, it's a cool look. It's better than the, you know, the Cisco uh, blonde hair. Right. Uh, platinum blonde you know i kind of like the, the i'm with you on the pink look and the fact that it has meaning that makes it that much more special it, it absolutely absolutely is one of the things uh that's going on with julian rajo he's getting his 100th mls appearance uh just a reminder that started on march 16th 2019 he played five minutes five minutes in that game uh three two win for the la galaxy mm-hmm. over uh minnesota united uh at and home that was that's when i became a julian Araujo <laughs> fan i was in the section of his family cheering their lungs out you know when he finally got those minutes and got on the field so from that moment i've been you know talking about knowing the band before they were cool i was sitting next to his family when he played his first minute and that's one of those things to watch the journey and to see he's at 100 games that that's kind of insane in such a short amount of time and the rise that he's had it's really been incredible when you were talking about he could get to 100 mls starts and with the rumors and i said ah with this he does have that, uh, you know, penchant tour getting yellow cards and him being on yellow card warnings. I was like, I don't know if he's going to make it yeah. to that hundred. So the fact that he made it huge tip of the cap, it's going to be very exciting. To see him get, get that accolade on, uh, on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. If he plays, he had to, of course, preface that with, he, uh, he course, was, he was, course. he was like, you know, if, <laughs> if I play, we're like, you're playing. He's like, he's like, well, you know, if I play, we're like, you're playing. Um, one thing I want to clarify, and I and I don't have the answer for you, and I've been looking for it. We're actually talking about it today at training. Was the yellow card warnings? There's, I think, two more players now. I think Chicha and Sega are now on yellow card warning as well. Now, none of that, nothing that happens on uh, the last game in Houston will affect the playoffs. Okay, so unless clean slate, right? Cl- right yeah, clean, clean slate. Everything wipes clean. So even if like let's say somebody got a red card in the game, right? I believe that doesn't that carries over until next year. Right. Because it's regular Ooh. season stuff, because we see that. A lot. Say, that doesn't feel right. It I doesn't. Like it red, doesn't. I know. Yeah, okay. But but the yellow cards can't carry over. Right. Yeah, so that you, makes sense. Like and but I'm trying to figure out whether or not the yellow cards will carry over. Let's say Chicha is on yellow card watch, like all this stuff. Like, let's say they get a yellow card. They're not going to be suspended for the playoffs, but they will be suspended for the beginning of the uh, of the next year or not, because yellow cards are an accumulation in a season. Right. And a lot of times it's not like you start with four yellow cards. We were actually talking about this with LA Galaxy PR and stuff. It's not like you start with you already had four yellow cards for next say, season. Is this like Parcheesi? You know, you start with this many pawns. Yeah. And, and, and you have to roll a six to get them. Come so, out. So we're trying to figure out exactly what the rule is whenever it comes to that stuff. So uh, overall is I said, hey, make sure like people don't get yellow cards because if Chicha gets a yellow card or something like that, are they going to make him miss the first game of next season? Which is, of course, the, LAFC, <laughs> the, Rose, Bowl. Yeah, the Rose Bowl game. <laughs> No, I think Don Garber will say that we've, you know, we're wiping clean yeah. yellow cards for the new season. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And next year's next, it starts. So, I mean, the yellow card accumulation shouldn't carry over. Um, and so, but I'm wondering what happens if you get another yellow card and now technically you've received it. So now you have to sit your punishment, but that punishment should be within the year. 
it shouldn't carry over to the next year because that's yellow card accumulation and yellow card accumulation doesn't push over. It's a really, really good time to like just go crazy with some of these rules, right? So I'll look it up and I'll try to exactly nail it down whenever it comes. But bottom line, there should be, I think, four players who are going to be on yellow card warning. I think it's going to be Julian, uh, Chase Gasper, uh, Sega Koulibaly, and Chicharito, I believe, are the ones. And I'll try to check it before the end of the, the show to make sure I have those four. So... Um, but yeah, don't don't get red cards. Um, one is they may carry over into the playoffs immediately, right? If you get like a straight red type thing. Yeah. But was, someone said don't tell don't tell Douglas Costa. Yeah, right? how that works. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's it's a little scary on that stuff. So, um, but we talked to Greg Vanny about all this stuff. So we looked at that. We talked about that. I mean, the big deal here for the playoff schedule and everything else is that you know the Galaxy need that home game. That's where they're. That's where I think they're really focused. So. I'm expecting that there's going to be some fireworks in this Houston game. Houston likes to play wide open with, you know, not as Greg Vandy says, they play like they have nothing to lose, which they don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things I want to get to before we sort of dive into the different playoff scenarios, I can tell you which game that is, is that they did talk about League's Cup coming up, right? And you know why I love this? It's playoff talk, decision day, but let's slam the brakes and talk about League's Cup. This, this is but this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was dropped. It dropped today and it is. It is absolutely insane, the details about it. Uh, Leagues Cup 2023 will begin on Friday, July 21st, with the final taking place on Saturday, August 19th, which, if you follow Kevin Baxter, you'll know is basically the same time as the Women's World Cup that's happening in Australia and New Zealand, right? Almost exactly to the day, right? So this is basically a tournament that will run concurrent with that. Now, that being said, those games will be played at like probably three o'clock in the morning or whatever in Australia and New Zealand. So you're going to get some League Cups game. Here is the Leagues Cup interesting sort of format and how they're trying to do it. Basically, there's 47 teams between MLS and League MX, right? They're going to have 45 of those teams, uh, minus one from MLS and minus one from League MX, right? 45 of those teams will be placed into 15 groups, okay? Three per group. You're going to seed the top 15 teams in Major League Soccer. So as long as the LA Galaxy finish in the top 15, which right now they're nine, uh, they will be a seeded team in this tournament next year, starting July 21st. And basically everything pauses on July 21st, right? So slam the door shut. That's what's going to happen. That's how it's going to go. Um, so basically they're going to seed the top 15 teams. Then they're going to take the top point getters from the two seasons that play in Mexico, right? The, the Clausura and the, and, and which, what, what's the, what's Apertura. The, yeah, Apertura. Um, they have those two. Um, they're going to take the top points getters. They're going to combine those in order to get like a points table and they're going to seed like the top 15 teams in that. So you're going to get one team from MLS and one team from Mexico in each of the groups. Then the rest of the groups will be drawn, right? So you're basically just going to draw some of these as you go ahead. So that will give you your by region as well as by region. That's the interesting thing on that one too. Oh man. It's I swear to God. So anyway, so you're going to have these three team groups. Okay. Which means you're going to play two games. Okay, and whenever you are done playing your two games, one team, that's right, one team from the three team group will be eliminated. The other all two teams, all that team, team, yeah, all that team to get rid of 15 teams, right? 15 teams, yeah, yeah, 15 teams, and it goes down to 30. Then they need 32 teams, obviously, right? Because you're, <laughs> you're going to have to have all these different rounds yeah. now. It goes like the round of 16, right? So you need to have these 32. So then you're going to add in the top. Uh, you know, support. I guess it's the MLS Cup winner is what it is in, in Major League Soccer. I believe that's right. It's MLS Cup winner. Yeah. Yeah. The MLS yes. Cup winner in 2022 will then join in the next round. And then the Liga MX 
top points getter. So basically the it's not the top points getter. It's the winner of, you know, the first season, the winner of the second season. But whoever had the most points combined in those two, they're going to pick that person. So then they enter. That's how you get your 32 teams. All right. And then it goes round robin and all this other stuff. Yeah, now, then it's March Madness, then it's March Madness. And, and it's kind of it's kind of fun. Um, the other part of the, about this is they they scream from the top of the lungs in their explainer. And if you're watching on YouTube, we're playing their explainer as we're, we're talking about this a little bit. Um, but as you as you look at their explainer, they're saying there are no ties. Well, actually, there are ties. Absolutely. 100 percent. There are ties. They just say what they were telling you is that if a game ends with a tied score at the end of 90 minutes, hammer, they're going to go ahead and award each team a point, but then they're going to go directly to PKs, right? So you're going to go to a penalty shootout. Whoever wins the penalty shootout gets an extra point. So you can get two points from a game that's tied at 90 minutes. If you win the penalty kick shootout. I, yes. I don't hate that. That's the hockey rules. Right. And I, I kind of like it because it makes it, you know, you got to win to get three. You can, you know, win the PK to get two, And then you still, if you lose in PKs, you still get that point. So, I, I don't hate it. And I, I see no name in the chat, but League's Cup is going to be more fun than CCL. Fight me. And I, I'm not going to fight him. I kind of agree. This, I know. This is so wild that I think it is going to be fun. We can scoff and say it's a money grab and this and that. It but is. But it, it just, it is so insane that I, I am going to be interested. I am going to want to see how this all works out with the, the point systems and the rankings and who we're going to play, who's going to be in your group, where are you going to put the extra teams. I think it, it is insane that they're shutting down the league. That part is going to be crazy and where they bookend the games in the season. And we saw with a compacted schedule how that impacted. But the idea of the tournament itself, I don't hate. It's just the you know, the timing of it. But you have to have it eventually or in some in some manner. But so I get where they're putting it. But it, it's kind of crazy. But uh, I'll yeah. be watching. Yeah, yeah. Patrick asked why there are no games in Mexico. Ask that to the Mexican national team and why they don't play any games in Mexico. Yeah. And they're all played here in the United States. It's money. It's because the money will be here in the United States. The money's not there in Mexico to play these games in Mexico. Um, nor is it, I think, maybe uh, a draw in Mexico whenever you look at some of this stuff, right? You like, get an MLS team there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're the fan bases, you're going to get a t you know, people who are, are living here and not going to be able to see their team in Liga MX at their hometown. They're more likely to come and shell out the big bucks to come watch their team come to their town. Yeah, I see that now in, in a, in a way of sort of folding everything into this and, and bringing everything together. I want to tell you that all leagues cup matches will be on the new Apple TV. I noticed on the MLS website, I'm sure it's not new, but I was sort of just digging around today, looking for some different things. They do have the Apple TV deals very much highlighted at the top of things. And I know we've been talking about Joe and Kobe. Uh, and by the way, hammer, I figured out the graphic that was missing. It was that one. I I found out where that's it went. the one. It, it okay. One. We yeah, did it. Yeah, we, we did it. I lost it. I lost a graph. <laughs> right when we were getting ready to store a show and I had no idea where it went. And I was like, I didn't even know which one it was. It was like I dragged it somewhere. I figured it out. It's all good. So I'm glad I'm glad everybody was along for that ride. Um, but anyway, so you're going to get all the League's Cup games included in this Apple TV deal. You're going to get all your MLS MLS games and MLS playoffs and all these things that you're starting some MLS Next Pro, that type of thing. But uh, the more I bring it up is that you're going to see more and more and the, the tributes have already started hammer of these longtime announcers and announcing teams announcing that they don't know what their future is. Right. Yeah. And that's goes seeing with, it a lot around the league. Yeah. Right. And and that goes for DC United, who have uh, who have a guy who's been doing it for 27 years. Right. You have a guy with with Joe Totino and Kobe Jones. Um, that they don't know whether or not they're going to be back. And the audio even saw it at RSL with yes. Brian Dunseth, who's, who's out there, you know, Denny, I know he's got a popular following there. So they give him a little kind of a send off, even though I think he's going to get, they're going to get, Oh no, the, the RSL Portland game got picked up. So that was their last game. Right. So, uh, you know, yeah, you have a lot of teams, you know, that have, are kind of saying their farewells. 
Yeah, yeah. And and so, um, you know, you look at all those things. So that's going to continue to be the 2024 alternate audio, which we were talking about, basically like the chance to take the radio and take your home radio feed and be able to play that over the game you're going doesn't come out till 2024. That's what we're being told. So 2023, it's not going to be available. So what happens in the meantime? What's the bridge? And for I think a lot of these guys, it is going to be a radio bridge. You just don't know exactly how that that eventually shakes out. I will tell you one thing, and this is not something I say lightly. I have faith that the LA Galaxy are not going to screw this up, all right? Which is not something I would have said a whole bunch on other things. But I feel that way that they're not going to screw up Joe Totino and Kobe Jones this time. I have faith in that. Yeah, I know. We've seen relationships sour at the LA Galaxy with, you know, winningest managers in MLS and players, uh, uh, you know, things like that. But I think... There's a respect, and they understand what they have in, in Joe Totino and Kobe Jones, and I think they're going to try to honor that in one way or another, uh, even though that radio feed, uh, you know, the AKA Manning cast, whatever you, right. you want to call it with your, you know, pick your audio and pick, pick choose your own adventure. I think that's going to be cool once it's finally finally rolled out, and you'll definitely see <laughs> Joe and Joe and, uh, and Kobe if there's uh, something that falls through next year, but I, I think... I think you're going to be able to we're going to be able to see our friends next year. I'm I'm not going to say anything, not going to curse anything, but I, I feel pretty good about it as well. Yeah, I, 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 I just I don't know why I feel warm and fuzzy about it. I've heard some rumblings about some things, so I, I feel OK about where uh, that's sort of going. Now, uh, one of the things that we wanted to touch on, obviously, is this play playoff bracket that's coming. We told you we don't know where the L.A. Galaxy land. Um, I can tell you that at least the rumors are right now, and I was just out there talking to people, so these are fairly fresh rumors, is that should the LA Galaxy finish in the 4 or 5, that it's very likely that your playoff game will be on Saturday, October 15th, the 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, Univision game that is coming out, okay? Um, and so... You know, this is this is the the it looks like what they prefer, the preferred time that MLS wants to see the Galaxy play in. Um, should that four or five sort of fall through? Now, the Galaxy can be four or five and host and we'll have a noon playoff game on a Saturday or the Galaxy can be a traveling away on a five four. <laughs> right. And it might be in a different time zone and, you know, all these other things that can they can sort of play out. So. That's what we're looking at. The, the times available are Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Saturday has a 12 p.m. Eastern, which is a nine uh, 9 a.m. Uh, you know, Pacific time. They're not getting that game. Okay, you won't see the Galaxy playing at 9 a.m. at Dignity yeah. Health Sports Park. That's not <laughs> happening. Um, and that game is on uh, on Univision as well. Yeah. Um, there's a thing that's going to happen if the Galaxy play play the the Univision games that are on Saturday. All right, there is going to be a local English language broadcast, which means that if it goes to to that game, that Spectrum is probably going to pick up that game and you're going to get Joe and Kobe and you're going to get Nikki back for another game if they go to Univision on that Saturday at, at 12 p.m. Just it, that's it, interesting. It's, yeah. it's very interesting, right? Is now, that, is that that's not a TUDN? That's a Univision? It is a Univision. Yeah, it's an okay. Univision that's TSN TVA sports and then local English language broadcast, right? So there's some Canadian TSN and TVA are, are Canadian, I believe. I, I will say it's kind of a bummer because, you know, you've maybe potentially finally get a home playoff game and then you play at noon <laughs> and it's just like there's you know the magic of the night game and but i also understand those night games are probably going to be for the higher seeds or you know you know right to kind of reward them for that so uh, i get that but that that would be a bummer to, to play at noon i'm not crazy about that that saturday at noon uh and I'd rather have a night game or even a monday night game monday night football yeah monday the, night football yeah there i would enjoy that now should the galaxy get to a three 
or maybe fall to the six. There's a chance that that game goes to Sunday or possibly even Monday, right? So just keep that in mind as you sort of look at these things and it goes. I don't, obviously we don't know because the Galaxy have to like solidify a position. We're waiting for that, right? Solidifying the position and, and sort of getting in there and being done with this. But um, that's where we're at right now. So that leads you into Saturday, Sunday, Monday are your are your initial rounds of the playoffs, right? So there's six games, round one, everything's going. Then you go to conference semifinals. Those go quickly. The Galaxy very well could play Saturday and then Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. Should, should they go, right? So you're going to get a Saturday, Thursday, and those are on uh, the Thursday, October 20th to be determined, right? That type of thing. It's unlikely that regardless of where the Galaxy land, that that will be a home game. Uh, even in the even in the best scenarios, unless they get the three, I really don't think they're getting the three. Yeah. I I think that's a really big stretch. Dallas has to get a single point in order to make sure the Galaxy yeah. can't get a three, right? So I don't think they're going to get a three. If they get a three, I guess there's a possibility they could host again. But let's not count on that, okay? Yeah. So, but, yeah. And also remember that the first place teams get a bye. And so part of rewarding them is probably giving that four or five team a shortened week to give that first place team the advantage. So if they end up in the four or five, that Thursday game is likely, you know, regardless of where it's at. So, so that's the, the one thing I, right. I would looking past, but not that we want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Right. Cause again, I haven't seen them win two games, more than two games in a row. But, right. Uh, I, I would, that would think those first place teams are going to play on that Thursday game. So you get the other teams on a short week while they're rested. Yes. Uh, and that's the advantage of being a first place team, right? So that's, that's what you get. Uh, Thursday, Sunday, it would be your times for the conference semifinals, the conference finals, Sunday, October 30th, a 3 PM, which is a 12 PM and a 5 PM Pacific time, basically ABC and Fox sports. Uh, and then MLS cup single game on Saturday, November 5th, 4 PM. Um, and uh, I would imagine that game is on Fox, by the way, big Fox. Um, I would imagine that the galaxy will absolutely a hundred percent be in that game because I made plans for that day. So just, (laughs) of course that's how it works. Yeah, Yeah. That's always how it works. So, um, you're welcome everybody. If if that ends up happening. Yes. (laughs) And I will say, I know there's, you know, the the playoffs are going to come fast and furious and it's it's kind of a, a congested schedule, but I do like this better than, you know, how the, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago where they played the conference finals and then there was like a two week international break and then they came back to play. They just lost all of its momentum. And all of the mojo. So here, even though it is close together, it is going to be exciting. You're going to see teams get hot. You know, I, I am looking forward to see see this happen because then as it closes down, then you're getting ready for the World Cup coming up just a couple weeks after that. Uh, a, a super chat from Darren. Darren says, gave us a $10 super chat and says uh, 50% of the super chat is for COG. 50% to the Joe and Kobe campaign. I like that. I'm sure I'll just slide that right over to him. I like it. Uh, I was going to say, if, if they're not on... Apple TV, they could end up taking over this channel. That's so. right. That's right. We'll just, you know what? I'll, I'll retire. They <laughs> we'll can pay them that it. five bucks and I'm sure they'll gladly come on and, and, uh, for an hour and a half for the, for that feed there. Now going into like the Apple TV stuff and all that stuff, uh, Fernie asked us to, to take a look and talk about the fourth DP rumor. Okay. Now this is a rumor that's been around for a long time. Uh, I spoke about it today with some people at the galaxy and I spoke around with some other reporters. We've been, we've been watching, we've been paying attention. I'm going to tell you something that I don't think you're going to hear from a lot of other people. And that is the Apple TV deal for the money. At least right now is not that much money per team. Now it's money. It's a lot more money than some people were getting in smaller markets and you should be, but not for the galaxy and not for the bigger markets. Right? So if you're thinking that this TV deal suddenly means that there's tons more cash that all these owners want to spend on a fourth DP, I'll say the majority of the owners are going to see around the same or maybe a little bit more than they had. It doesn't necessarily equal fourth DP for me. Now, 
the people it would make a big deal to is the smaller markets. But what do we know about the smaller markets teams? Most of the time, they don't even have three DPs, right? So you're going to add a fourth one so that way they can... That that line of logic for me, at least right now, doesn't make any sense. Now, MLS has been discussing fourth DP stuff for a while. Uh, For the most part, their focus has been on TAM and solidifying the center of the roster and maybe getting guys who are, you know, not the one, two, and three guys, but the guys who are four, five, six, seven, and eight, right? Getting those, those, your top 11 and getting guys who are, you know, on these TAM things and everything else. The, the rumors are rumors right now. There, I've seen nothing that's, that is solid in any sort of way that would say that absolutely there's going to be a fourth DP. Um, And talking to everybody else, we're sort of like, "Eh, I don't know. Doesn't mean it can't happen. I was going to say, but the, the one difference being is the rumors that it's circulating and having the conversations about are not user 456 NG4, you know, 36, you know, with a fake avatar. Like these are, you know, actual <laughs> people who are close to the league and kind of hearing rumblings about it. So that's the one thing. Maybe it's not going to happen, but it does have a little more smoke than not. And, and to your point about uh, MLS you know, adding this fourth TP and this being a conversation they're having, I think if they want to compete on the worldwide stage, which is something that we want the league to succeed doing, I think you do need to add a fourth DP, regardless if it hampers those small markets, you want to get the best available talent. So you need the maximum number of spots to attract the best players. You know, maybe the smaller markets aren't going to use all those spots and that's fine, but you need to allow the bigger markets to bring in as many big names and talent as right. possible yeah. because that's what's going to make you compete with Liga MX and compete with Europe. You know, it's never going to be the same. It's not going to be one for one. You know, the Euro snobs are always going to enjoy their thing. But my part of my argument is you're never going to win those people over anyway. So let's just get the talent and, you know, maybe they'll come check out a few games with these big stars who are playing in those games. So I think I'm a fan of the four DP rule and getting that. And then we'll see, you know, <laughs> which uh, French League three player the Galaxy can fill with that fourth DP slot. But I mean, okay, so the Galaxy get the fourth DP. This is this is a question we got on Reddit, and I, I think it's a good one um, from Section 135 on Reddit. Um, if you unload Kevin Cabral, do you pursue a young DP to maintain the three U22 spots, or do you go for the best available DP and then move Araujo to max salary with Tam and move Alvarez? Um, you know, there's there's so all these different machinations that you could sort of go through. So let's put on our tinfoil hats, Eric, which is always fun. Let's go into fourth DP land, okay? So the LA Galaxy now get a fourth DP. Why would why would a fourth DP suddenly make a lot of sense? Because the Galaxy have been sort of lockstep. And I know it's a lot of hope and wish, but we've known for a while the LA Galaxy have been chasing after Cristiano Ronaldo. It's been happening for years and years and years and years and years and years and years, and years right? Say it, Josh. That, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> All right. No, no, because I don't know. <laughs> but if you want to put your tinfoil hats on and you believe the rumors that Luis Suarez is coming in, Suarez is likely going to be the replacement for Kevin Cabral. You're going to have to worry about your young DPs, about getting rid of the young DP slot. You're probably going to move Efrain Alvarez. You either make Dayon a TAM player or you make Julian Araujo a TAM player. You figure out which one you're going to TAM there and you go ahead and do it. Okay. And that's going to be your solution for that because you're going to have three senior players and all that. But what does the fourth DP really mean if Luis Suarez is coming? Well, it means Cristiano Ronaldo can also come too, right? So you can have Suarez, you can have Chicha, you can have Costa, and you can have Cristiano Ronaldo. Why you would do that, I don't know, because they still don't see a whole bunch of wingers, right? <laughs> but I'll also say, you know, to people say aging stars, retirement league, you you wouldn't watch that? You wouldn't watch that, oh, that watch front that three oh, yeah. come, come running at you? And so I'll kind of indulge your your um, tinfoil hat theory. The Luis Suarez rumors... They're not new. That rumor was a while ago that they had 
kind of signed a deal or a verbal agreement. Right. And part of you say, well, well they don't have DP slots. How's that's going to work? And that was when we were having the conversations of, well, Chicharito, you know, maybe you let him walk at the end of the year. But if he had this contract and he already or the deal in his contract where he hit his his targets and he's going to stick around, well, how would you bring Suarez in and still have these slots? Well, maybe if they know that a fourth DP is going to be an option, you can promise him that you can offer him that position and then move on. To your U22 question, I think if you unload Cabral, I think Araujo is based on the other rumors that are circulating. It's, it's possible that he may wait, you know, go wait, elsewhere. Wait, and okay. Efrain Alvarez has shown. Yes, we've heard rumors or uh, rumblings that he has expressed interest in leaving the team. So if you get Cabral, you're no, you don't need those U22 initiative spots because those players are going to be gone anyway. So you basically just start with a fresh set of DPS. Uh, I'm going to tell you something that I heard recently. Uh, from a from from a good reporter, um, the whole deal, and that basically is that Julian Araujo, as as I was with you, which is Julian Araujo's absolutely could be leaving this winter, right? This might be the last time you see him. The whole deal, I was told that perhaps that's not the case, and that you could very much expect that Julian Araujo will be back for next year. Um, and I think that's good news if you're a Galaxy fan, because I don't know where else you're going to find sort of a right back with sort of his different you know levels of of, of yeah. talent, and and which you can you can absolutely do it, but you like seeing the young kid sort of doing so at least through the first half of the season, I think you can expect Julian Araujo to stay. So yeah. it makes if, trying to balance these things a little difficult, but it's not impossible. There's mechanisms to do all this stuff. And if you were to go, it is the teams that we're looking at him. It is not like these are, you know, big name teams. So I don't know that he'd be a regular starter. So maybe he is better suited staying here, getting minutes. You know, we talked about his kind of up and ups and down this season. So maybe if he can, lock in some consistency and really, you know, play lights out over a consistent number of games. Maybe next summer is when he finally gets that big paycheck or, you know, that the big deal where he lands uh, in Europe. But I, I do think he'll eventually get there. Uh, but I, I can also see I I wouldn't be shocked if he went in the winter, but I also wouldn't be shocked if he stick around because I don't know that he made an, that extra leap this season. You know, he play, played well, but I don't know that there was an extra, extra leap like he did uh, two seasons ago that would say he's a lock to go to Europe. So I understand that. Uh, all right. So I think we've covered most of the the stuff with, with Suarez. Su- there's a lot of smoke. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Opinions. Are we not ready for that yet? I don't, I don't, I want a winger. I, I want a pure winger. And yes, you could probably play Suarez in like a four three. I really think, and I think people are nuts by the way. I really think that the 4-3-3 is the way that Greg Vanny wants to move forward in this, and that's where he feels comfortable. So I would find it hard to believe that he's going to do anything outside of finding somebody who fits into that. Now, could they go to like a 3-5-2? Yes, they could, but they've had chances to do that, and we don't see it very often, right? So it doesn't feel like that fits for what you're trying to do. I expect Costa, right now I'm expecting Costa to be back. Right now, I'm not expecting Kevin Cabral to be back. I think that's an untenable situation. I don't think you can, I think, I think Hammerby's getting the right winger. Um, you know, um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is Hammerby, right? Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Zlatan can yell at Kevin, um, from the owner's box. Um, so, I mean, these are sort of the things and all this can change, right? Especially we were talking today about doing exit interviews with everybody and it was sort of like, okay, yes, it looks like we're going to be able to do that this year. So that's something that we're looking forward to of talking to every single player after they, you know, whenever they come out and finding out where they are, where their head is at talking to Greg Vanny about all these different players after you talk with all the players. Right. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that's happening that makes our off season very, very busy, which is why we're not, we're not going anywhere. All right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, at the time when we thought Chicharito may be leaving, I thought, well, 
it doesn't you could get make me super excited, but right. I, okay, right. that's like a like for like. You're going to probably get someone who's going to put you know 15 ish goals away as a forward, and, and so I don't I don't hate it. I do. He's not the same Luis Suarez that we saw, at, you know, at Liverpool or at Barcelona, but I think he, he's still someone who has a lot of goals left in him yeah. and would be a, a decent addition to the team. I don't dislike it, but looking at uh, you know, I was someone who was kind of uh, when those Gareth Bale rumors were coming around was kind of bummed he didn't come to our team, and then you see the performance, like oh maybe we dodged a bullet there. So uh, you know, I, I could see people who are not crazy about it. You know, we could possibly dodge a bullet if it, it doesn't work out. But if he did come, I could you could do a lot worse, right? Uh, right. Than Luis Suarez, right? Yeah, uh, no. you know, see, you know, look up, uh, you know, Kevin Cabral. You know, you could do a lot worse than Luis Suarez. Yeah. By the way, uh, E-Super, how will the Galaxy deal with the U-22 spots initiative? Cabral, where were you five and ten minutes ago whenever we were just <laughs> talking about that? Go rewind. Rewind, rewind, yeah. All right, all right. Um, so there we go. Uh, let's talk about this Houston game. Why not? It's time, right? I don't think I don't think we have any other graphics to go through. I, this is I, it. Yeah, yeah we're, we're all out. Yeah, this is, uh, this is absolutely it. The LA Galaxy coming up on Decision Day. Now, a reminder about Decision Day. All right. The Eastern Conference is going to kick off at a let. That's not true. They're going to their TV start times are going to start at 1130 a.m. They're going to kick off at 1155 a.m. So all the Eastern Conference will play at the same time. There are some really good play in games uh, in there to to watch. And so I think Orlando and Columbus are playing each other. And the winner of that one basically should be able to go on to the playoffs. Um, and there's another one, too, that is playing as a play in. I'm looking. Miami's in the playoffs now, which was crazy. So Miami yeah, going to say that. The yeah. uh, three teams, it's Cincinnati, Columbus, and Orlando. Those yeah, three go. teams still have a chance, yeah. Okay, so Cincinnati is also sort of in that, and they're playing DC United. So that's one to watch in the morning. All right, this is on Sunday. Then at 2 p.m., the Western Conference takes off. Austin versus Colorado, Dallas versus SKC, Houston versus the LA Galaxy, LAFC versus Nashville, Minnesota versus Vancouver, playing game. Um, RSL versus Portland, playing game. Yeah, uh, those are the four teams, and they play, they're playing each other. It's, yeah. it, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So <laughs> as much as you're going to be watching the LA Galaxy game, maybe you have your phone brought up to those scores. So that way you can sort of watch some other stuff on there as well, because decision day will come down to seating and everything. Galaxy, again, win. They guarantee themselves at least a fourth spot. Uh, if they uh, if Dallas loses, they could move up as high as three. If they lose and other results go against them, Galaxy could end up in seventh. Yes. Yeah, and, and speaking of rewind, go rewind and listen to that. There's a lot of permutations if they lose or draw. A lot of it all depends on other results. But again, you, you want the win solidifies that home playoff game. That's best case scenario. It, it absolutely is. The LA Galaxy uh, traveling to Houston to take on the Houston Dynamo coming up on October 9th, 2 p.m. to 18 p.m. is your kickoff time. Spectrum Sportsnet and LAGalaxy.com. So Joe, Kobe, and Nikki on that call once again, perhaps for the last time, right? They're just not with the team. They do it from the yeah. studio whenever they uh, they go away. Uh, and I'm going to also yeah. say it one more time, 2.18. So again, even though it's on Spectrum, it's not the eight-minute no. uh, lead-in time. It's the 18-minute lead-in time. So again, I'm sure you're going to get plenty of tweets, but yeah, it's, it's going to be about 20 minutes. So, you know, take your time, crack a beer, you know, heat up the nachos, you know, it's 18 minutes. You, 18 have, minutes. you, you have some time, you know, it doesn't have to be right at two. Uh, right now, uh, the LA Galaxy 13, 12 and eight for 47 points. Uh, Houston 10, 17 and six for 36 points. Houston has already been eliminated from the playoffs. So they technically are playing for nothing just to ruin the Galaxy's day, which is always which, a good reason. Yeah. Which was what I was going to say is even Houston's been eliminated for a while, even though they were they're above San Jose. I think with the amount of games that they have left to play, they ended up being out of it and who they played. But I will say the one thing Houston in their last five, 
they're, you know, two, two and one. So two wins, two losses and one draw. So about 50% there. And they've spoiled New England's hopes and they've yep. spoiled Nashville's possibilities. So they're still feisty and going out there to spoil teams. So you're not going to see a Houston team that's, that's going to roll over. Yeah. Houston winners, two of their last three, uh, the LA galaxy have lost just one game in their last 10, the galaxy four, one and five during that time. Uh, if you look at the last five games, eight points for the LA galaxy, seven points for the Houston dynamo. Uh, and again, the LA galaxy are one of the hotter teams over the last 10 games, right? So, um, you can all look at that. The last time that Houston won was just at Nashville. You talked about it. They spoiled it two one win, uh, over the Nashville in Nashville. Nashville. So their yeah. their Geodis Park, I think that was their last game of the season there. Um, and they ended up spoiling that particular uh, little party that was supposed to be there and did it based on uh, really exploiting the fact that Nashville has been having troubling finishing in just the last couple of games. They've had Hanny Mukhtar, who's been scoring a ton of goals for them, which is why they've been so good. Um, but he, he has been struggling a little bit. And, and Houston was able to exploit space in behind a Nashville team that tried to get out and run a couple times. And and uh, very, very good. I think uh, Greg Vanny said today that that Houston is very athletic and they like to use that athleticism to one, turn you over in bad spots and two, get out on the break and run in behind you. And that's what they were able to do to the Galaxy in that three nothing win that happened earlier this year at Dignity yeah. Hill Sports Park. It's one of those Houston's one of those confusing teams on why they're on the bottom, because when you look at who they have on their roster, that Sebas Ferreira, you know, he scored two goals. He's a, their goal scorer, leading goal scorer. You know, is kind of doing really well. Darwin Quintero is a name who's, you know, given the Galaxy fits in the past. Fafa Picolts and uh, another one. Yep. And then uh, there's Zimbabwe international DP defender, Teenage Hadibi. I don't know if I'm even saying that right, but he got a red card uh, on the last game. So yep. uh, you might see dangerous Dan Stairs, uh, you know, getting back in there and getting in the mix. How oh would my. that be for him to spoil <laughs> the LA Galaxy's time getting oh him back my. in there? So that would be crazy. And then. Steve Clark and goal, he, uh, you know, with my time in Texas, I picked up a few phrases. And we, I think of Steve Clark, I just think, that boy ain't right. Uh, so <laughs> the, that guy's kind of crazy back there. So he could have those games where he stands on his head. So I, I know we want the Galaxy to win, and we, they should be able to beat Houston. But this Houston team, is not they're not a pushover. They have a lot of guys on this roster who cause problems. Yeah, you were talking about goalkeepers. Uh, Jonathan Bond has seven shutouts. Steve Clark has six shutouts. Uh, saves for Jonathan Bond, uh, 88 saves and a 63 point. 0.8% save percentage per save percentage, a 1.52 goals against average, uh, 101 saves for Steve Clark. Been under the gun a little bit, Steve. Uh, 101, but a save percentage of 69.2% and a goals against nice. average of 1.44. So technically, when you're comparing numbers straight up, a better uh, goalkeeper than Jonathan Bond, and he's going to be put under a lot more pressure because Houston's defense has been one of their big problems that they've had this year. Um, but they're looking more dangerous, and again, it is about them. Uh, Greg Vanny talked a little bit today saying, yeah, sometimes they do sit under the ball if you force them to sit under the ball, but if you go back and look at some of their stats, even against the Nashville game, that game was basically 50-50 on possession, and we know that Nashville likes to sit back, right? So um, really, it was a it was a sort of a in in a position that they forced Nashville out of their out of their shell and were able yeah. to go out there. And 50-50 on the road is actually a pretty good possession. Whenever you figure you know that you're on the road, you shouldn't have the ball as much. So um, as much as we'd like love to say that the, that Houston is going to sit back and just counter, they will do more than that. Um, and they're very, very aggressive and they'll take chances. You know why they'll take chances Eric? Cause it doesn't matter. Yeah. Why not? It, They've got nothing to lose. It, what, what's more dangerous. Than, it's like fighting an ugly guy. <laughs> you, know, you never want to do that. Cause they, they got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Doesn't care if they get hit in the face. Who cares? Yeah. 
Um, very, very uh, interesting sort of thing here. Uh, what What do you, uh, did you look at 538? I didn't I actually did. look at it. Okay, so, so fun, give me. Fun fact, 538 still has us at a 99% chance to make the playoffs. So I don't Ooh, know. Almost there. I don't know who does their numbers there, but uh, I think they need to update that. Um, but 538 made me feel pretty good. It's basically a coin flip. They have the Galaxy slight, slight favorites. Uh, the Galaxy with a 39% chance to win. Houston with a 37 chance to pr- 37% chance to win, and then a 24% chance for a draw. So basically, a coin flop, and that makes me feel really good because when 538 is back in the Galaxy, that's when they don't do well. So 538 is not feeling us here, and so that everything goes out the window on decision day. Why not? So. Um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about how they have those odds. If you go to Bovada, uh, they have the Dynamo at plus 200 and the LA Galaxy at plus 120. So again, pretty pretty close to even. Uh, you know, because they're giving uh, Houston the benefit of the doubt because they're at home, but not a lot of love for the Galaxy going on the road. So, uh, you know, if you look at Bovada, you look at 538, doesn't look great for the Galaxy to come out with three points, but that's when the Galaxy get three points is when it never looks great for them to get it. So. Good times. Again, uh, 90, 538, 99%. Fix that. We're at 100. We're in. Yeah, you, it's guaranteed. They made it. They made it. Uh, Sunday, <laughs> by the way, about 87 degrees in, as the high in Houston. Um, so, uh, you know, not horrible, but not great. Uh, it's been almost cool. It was almost chilly today at training. Almost. It was still like 71, 72 degrees. It wasn't actually chilly, but like yeah. it was overcast and like you're sort of sitting there going, okay, wait, wait, yeah, what's going on here? It still doesn't feel right. I mean, we're, we're closer to getting that pumpkin spice, but it still doesn't, I mean, we're, we're getting it cause we enjoy it, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It feels like we're appropriating the pumpkin spice. Did, did I shared this with the discord, but I would just like pro tip for any of the bosses out there. If you're in charge of people and you're trying to take care of people, uh, remember that the best way to get yourself coffee is to buy everyone coffee. And then you can look like a hero cause you got everybody coffee. Um, I, I did that, uh, yesterday cause I was like, I really, I normally don't, I'm not a coffee drinker, uh, but every once in a while I have to have my hazelnut soy latte. Um, and so my iced hazelnut soy latte. So I sent, I was like, Hey, um, you guys want to do a, a, a Starbucks okay. Yeah, yeah, what a hero. yeah, I know. Right. It was just <laughs> all about me. Uh, but you can do that one uh, for there. Also, Greg Vanny was asked uh, after the Boy, game. Yeah. Pro pro tip. Yeah. If you're a small business owner, that's an expense. That is a coffee for the crew. Yeah. It, I Me? No. No. <laughs> why? Um, yes, it was expensed uh, because we got coffee for the crew. Everybody was yeah. good. Um, Scott, by the way, gave us a $10 super chat. It says, thanks for everything you both do. You're welcome, Scott. Thank you for the super chat. Appreciate yeah, that. Appreciate Yeah, appreciate you, Scott. Hope you're doing well, man. Um. You, it's just uh, when it, Greg Vanny was asked a little bit of speaking of weather, he was asked a little bit. He's like, you know, you used to wear the scarf all the time in Toronto. Are you going to bring the <laughs> scarf back? And he goes, it's going to have to get a little bit cooler in order for me to be wearing a scarf. And I'm like, Greg, I understand 100 percent. Like, I get I think it. Vanny needs to go to the other, other direction. He needs to go short sleeve crew crew necks. Crew yeah. necks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No he, sleeves. He needs to go yeah, sleeveless. No sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah, that, that's the next move. OK, good. 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 We also confirmed, by the way, uh, Greg Vanny has. So so the stage in the press conference room has stairs, but the stairs like walk up the backside. And so like the stairs aren't like right next to where if you could just walk up the stairs and go to the microphones, it would be really easy. But you sort of have to walk in behind it. And some guys just jump up on top of the the platform, right? Like you don't have to do it. And so Greg had to walk in. We're like, Greg, why didn't you why didn't you just hop up the thing? And he goes, he goes, no, no, no. He goes, these pants are too tight. He goes, I'd end up like splitting them. So <laughs> confirmed Greg Vanny's pants are too tight. Just one of oh. the just wanted to make sure we was good on everything. Uh, you know, speaking of upside down pineapples, my my wife does enjoy seeing Vanny in his pants on the sideline. So. You know, it works. It works for him. He's a, he, you know, it is. He does. He does what he was. I think I think he actually said and you might be able to hear it on the press conference. He says, you know, I, I guess I guess you could say I fill them out well. Um, right. And I'm like, 
Salute. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Appreciate it. Damien Calhoun got on the microphone and, and Damien goes, too much information, too much information, <laughs> right? The whole deal. So it was, it was good. Thick so nice, gang. Yeah, there nice, go. nice little levity, you know, bring some levity into the press conference. It's nice whenever they lose and you have to be sad and you're like, oh, you have to be like re- very respectful. But whenever they win or whenever they qualify for yeah. the playoffs, you can be a little bit more like, hey, congratulations. Tell me about why you wore these shoes. You know, like you can do, you can't do that after a loss. <laughs> Nobody cares. Um, so anyway, so that's how we're, uh, we're going. So LA Galaxy, Houston Dynamo, Eric, uh, predictions, by the way, somebody chased me down after the RSL game was like, predictions guaranteed to be wrong, man. Um, I'm like, yeah, didn't, didn't get that one right. Uh, yeah, pr- predictions with RSL. We, we missed that one big yeah, time. Yeah. Predictions guaranteed to be wrong, Eric. Where, where do you have it? For, I just got to say this, state it for the record. People saying they miss the post, uh, post-match ratings. I was going to say those are the two people who read them. So I appreciate that. Yes. You know, not coming back this season, but yeah, maybe that's something we'll have <laughs> in works down the lane. But guaranteed to be wrong prediction. I think a lot of pressure. I think the Galaxy get an early goal, and then it's just a nervous grind. for. The, I think they win 1-0, and it's just an ugly, nervous game, post-shots and just craziness. But I think they do claw their way out with a 1-0 win. Oh, wow. A clean sheet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Just, it is it's, crazy. It's decision day. Total, it all goes up. Totally window. unexpected. The, the over under on goals was, is going to be like three in that game. It is three. Right? It's yeah. exactly three. Okay. Yeah, that's so, what Bovada has it at. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm there with him. I, I would say, uh, I would say under might actually be the better, better chance for that. So I don't, I don't hate your idea. I'm going to say two, one. Um, I'm going to say two, one galaxy. I really do think that eventually we're going to see, you know, some, form of the LA Galaxy morph into this team that takes care of business and I thought that the draw against RSL actually was a form of that right which is you're in a you're in a game you need to manage it did they manage it perfectly no they didn't play well either they tried to force everything through the middle and again wingers please wingers next year wingers um but get wingers and go out on people who know how to hit the target that's what you need. right exactly um and so so you look at all these different things and for me I don't think this is going to be a pretty game I thought the RSL game wasn't going to be a pretty game and it ended up being actually a little bit played maybe a little bit better although to get a little wild there at the end yeah Yeah, it is so the whole deal i do not expect this is going to be a a pretty game i expect this is a grind and if you're the galaxy it does not matter take nothing from this if the galaxy win this game take nothing from it outside of the three points it will mean nothing for the playoffs except for the fact that they can go on the road and possibly just punch somebody in the mouth and grind one out it will not matter how it happens but if they get the win and moves them into the fourth possibly into third i really feel like the fourth and third is is an accurate assessment of where this la galaxy team is in the western conference and i'd like to see them finish there and i think it's good for everybody's mental health if they do and vanny was sort of saying we don't have a choice we have to be on against Houston because then the next week we're in the playoffs. He's like, it's not like we can ramp up or ramp down. He goes, there's no choice in this. We're, we're, we have to play well uh, against Houston. So I, I feel like knowing that and knowing where Houston is mentally and know where the galaxy is mentally. Um, I feel like as long as they don't play tight, which they did a little bit against RSL, as long as they don't play tight, they play their game. I feel like the galaxy is so much better than Houston and should be able to control the game. And if you can keep the ball away from Houston, they are not very dangerous. Yeah, which is you're saying it's going to be a grind. I'm going to say it's, it's a slog. So that's why you're saying if they come out tight, yeah. that's why they're going to lose 0-3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You just know they're going to be down 3-0 at the half. <laughs> oh, very, very well. All right. Um, let me catch up some other ones. Yeah, a couple more super yeah. chats. Scott, by the way, give us another $10 super chat. Appreciate that. My Denver Broncos are like Cabral. They both can't score. Is that game in, in overtime still? I heard it was in overtime. I heard, unfortunately, for everybody who was watching. Don't know. Can't battle, confirm. Battle the horsies. Yeah, good luck. Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, Patrick gave us a $10 <laughs> super chat. Says, this show just doesn't stop kicking butt. I like, I, I 
appreciate that, Patrick. Thank you. Appreciate for the it, Patrick. Yeah. Chat. Active got, in the chat. We appreciate you. You guys are all wonderful. The really awesome thing that gets to happen on Monday. This is this is something that doesn't get to happen all the time. On Monday, I will open the show by saying, "Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box Playoff Edition," which doesn't, which I, I think I've taken for granted too many times over the year. I'll tell you another thing I've taken for granted: should the LA Galaxy make it to MLS Cup, I have done dramatic intros for MLS Cup for every single MLS Cup. The last one was eight or nine minutes long, right? Music, everything. I can't wait to bring that back to you. So let's see if it's this year. Um, and, and perhaps that is. So there's little things that we've sort of lost or forgotten because of the fact the LA Galaxy yeah. have been so sucky. Um, <laughs> by the, we took it for granted. We didn't know. You don't know the good times when you're right. Out. Right, right. So I think I think we've done a lot of good today on the show. Uh, there's a lot of people who are looking up what an upside down pineapple means, which is good yeah. because you're we, gonna need to know that. You do. Yeah, you we've sh- ruined we've ruined some shopping trips for some people. For yeah, sure. yeah. People in Hawaii must be upset about that. You know, they're like, we have pineapples all over the place. Some of them are upside down. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, it is what it is. All right, I'm glad we can uh, we can e- educate people on a regular basis here on Corner of the Galaxy. <laughs> I, I was gonna say we went over all the playoff scenarios, all the everything that can happen, the leagues cup. But that's not what people are going to no, no. walk away from this show with. Yeah, so good times. You got to love it. Title of this podcast: Upside <laughs> Down Pineapple. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if I if I should do that. That's I was going to say. You, we haven't been the the chat hasn't been bombed by some of these accounts. So again, if you want if you want the right <laughs> a certain uh, crowd in the chat, yeah, maybe that's something you could do. Oh, uh, so it should be a lot of fun. All right, uh, I think that about does it. Eric, anything else that you want to get to before we get on air? Can we please, please, please just move on? Let's get a home game. Let's home get a home game. game. Let's get the let's get the diggity rocking. All right. I like it. I'm very excited. Eric, tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Hammer EV. You can also find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Please head on down to cornerthegalaxy.com for all of the videos, all of our fun stuff that we have shown there including your post game your pre games all that video is up there for as well corner of the galaxy.com all right that does it la galaxy versus houston dynamo coming up last game game 34 34 galaxy with a chance to possibly climb as high as third to lock up fourth and get that home playoff game for eric the portuguese hammer bearer i'm josh pato guessman you've been listening you've been watching to our little corner of the galaxy have a great one everybody You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.